Hey, how are we getting to Scott Drake's party on Saturday night? Oh, Drake's party. I forgot to buy a present. I gotta buy a present now? Of course you do. It's an engagement party. It never ends this present stuff. Engagement present. Then they get married. You're gonna have to get them something for that. Then the baby, there's another present. Then the baby starts getting their presents. I don't even like Drake. You don't like the Drake? Hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. May 3rd, 2020. Hello to the peoples listening to this. Hi, everyone. How you doing? How are you? Are you okay? Are you are you doing all right? Going for walks, getting out once in a while. Are you drinking safely? Enough? I mean, water, you know, not the other kind of drinking. I think many of us are doing enough of that, me included. I was going to say, isn't that some of what you're right now what is in your I mug there? I can neither confirm nor deny. I can confirm. Can you? Yeah, my nose is letting me know. Really? Yeah, I picked it up. Anyway, hydrate. That's what I'm saying. That's if you're right. going to be inside, you might as well have nice skin. Do as she says, not as she does. I do. But you're not now. But I do. But not now. You can't do it 24-7. Oh, so sometimes hydrate. I'm just saying sometimes hydrate in between up. the times you're not hydrating. <laughs> okay? Wait. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just stop. We're moving on. Okay, that's that's enough. Wow. Everyone's good now. Sure. Everyone. She speaks for you all. That's right. Wow. Right. Wow. Okay. So, besides the worldwide pandemic, let's get on with the news. Since our last episode, our credit announcer from the past couple of years. Julia Eve has had to step down. We are very sad to lose her because her sad. voice is wonderful. But we she's not it. she's not like lost forever. She's still gonna audition for stuff or whatever. She just doesn't have all the time for the credits right now. So we very much appreciate Oh my gosh, we appreciate all of her work. so much. We do because Julia what you don't my know goodness. about the credit announcers thing is that you get a set of credits like once a month when the new episode goes out or whatever mm -hmm. for everyone appearing in it. But sometimes there might be a last minute casting change or the directors don't know which music they're going to use until after the episode's completed and then the episode is due in like a few days. And so so there's pickups and it's kind of a little bit right. like being on call. There's like quick turnarounds yeah. all the time and stuff. So uh, it's a lot of work and we appreciate it very much. And you know what? If you haven't read credits, you should try it sometime because it's very difficult. You've got to pronounce all the names correctly and have an even tone and pacing. It's There's a lot of work that goes into it. That's true. As our new credit announcer, Adam Blanford, will be discovering very soon. That's right. Congratulations to Adam. Yes. Thank you so much for auditioning. A casting call for it. You may have seen one up just a, a few weeks back after mm -hmm. the last twip, uh, once Julia had let us know. And so uh, we got a bunch of auditions, and he won out. He had a great audition credit read, so you will... Uh, start hearing him. It won't be even across all the shows because Julia recorded uh, credits for everything that she had so far. So she's got enough to like end out the rest of Mage and Machine for yep, the rest of the because season. Because we work in advance, right? And for the uh, end out for the rest of um, Pendant Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the rest of the Kingery season, there's only one episode left of that. Seminar is the one that, you know, has a different schedule than all the other shows. So you will hear Adam's credits first in Seminar. I think it's episode 90 
six. This is probably a lot more detail than people care about. <laughs> in any case, he'll probably pop up there before you hear him anywhere else. And so if you hear two different credit announcers for a while, then you know why. I was just explaining. If you even listen to the credits. You should. You know, just turn it off right away. I know what you're doing. All these amazing people right? working so hard working to create so hard. for you. You should listen to their names. And now appreciate and then. their work. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're right. Uh, thanks, Julia, and welcome, Adam. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Welcome, Adam. Yes. Uh, in terms of scripts, I have read most of the scripts for season two of Mage and Machine. Oh, ho. Uh, yeah. I haven't done official edits on them yet, but I've read most of them up through, like, Six? Just like a quick run through. Six and a half. See what's going on. Five and a half, something like Getting that. Getting up to speed. And I've got the first half of the first season of the Genesis Avalon sequel, Patriot Scripts, just got turned in. Wow. I've read, as of this point, just sort of a little teasery thing and the first episode. And not past that yet, but I'm doing official edits on that at this point. So it's going a bit slower because you got to, you know. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, but those are both in and moving along, and so that's really cool. That is cool. It is. Again, no... no New stuff on the horizon! ...word yet on when Genesis Avalon Patriot will premiere, but the scripts being in is a very good push along that front, and as soon, depending on how fast I can get to the edits and Kat and Kristen can do their revisions, then they can start going out for recording, and then we can start figuring out when it'll <clears> premiere. So maybe by the next twip, if I can get my button gear with the edits, no promises then we might be able to have a, a premiere date. But but that's okay. You know that we are very careful about setting premiere dates. That's right. Because we don't want to disappoint you. That's right. But we want the, you to be happy. In the next couple of months, definitely, we, we should have news about when it'll be back. So yes, for look sure. for that coming soon. Cool. And then the only other thing I was going to mention is that the release schedule on the website has been updated through the end of 2020. Oh my goodness. Is that, it that time already? It yes. is. Look at that. But it does, this of course, does not include the new Genesis Avalon show yet or the start know that. of the second season of Major Machine yet or, uh, you know, with the next Shakespeare it's, play. It's is. updated as much as we know. Right. It's When sub- we know, you know. As it says on that page, it is subject to change. And yes. it will change when we get more dates. Right. But there's some dates there now. I mean, change as in add more stuff. We don't usually, usually shuffle stuff around. No, but sometimes you might need to extend a hiatus or what have you. And so sometimes that happens. Very rare. We try to be punctual and accurate. Yes, those things. Sure. That's it. I'm done. I don't That's have anything all? else. Wow. We got through that really quick. Yeah. Well, six and a half minutes or so. That's it pretty says. fast. You think? I think. Do you have something else you'd like to talk about? Not really. So what would you even bring this up for? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. From Seoul, Korea. Wow, that's like on the other side of the world. We have Garen <laughs> Fitzgerald on the line. Hello, Gary. howdy, howdy, hi. How's it going? <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I gotta catch your response coming. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> You're 13 hours ahead, so yep. when we're done, I'd like to get what the last um, lottery numbers were. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it starts with a four, it ends with a zero, and okay. um, how many numbers do you need? <laughs> 
more. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Twip. How are how are things in in Seoul? Uh, pretty good considering the whole like uh, as you put it, zombie apocalypse. As I was told to say, it, the COVID nineteen. Yeah, I, I was hosting a radio show during the whole beginning of it, which ended last uh, this past Friday. So. Yeah, my, my PD, my producers, I was like, say COVID-19, COVID-19. I was like, all right, fine. COVID-19 it is. <laughs> but yeah, things are good. Um, you know, government knows what it's doing, communicates clearly, does the whole testing, contact tracing, and isolation business. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's working pretty well. That's awesome. <laughs> that it's all working and everything. Yeah, not to rub your face in it or nothing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying really hard not to go there. It's like, oh yeah, and so I've got a mansion, and it's like it's really frustrating that my mansion is only like five thousand square feet. You know, it's like I, I may do. <laughs> so I'm glad you're healthy and safe and able to do the things you need to do. Yeah, and I'm hoping the same for all your listeners too, because uh, it's you. tough times. Yeah, yeah. And you, of course, and an independent team. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So let's let's jump right in. Um, how did you make your way to Pendant? Well, you see, I, I looked up in the sky and there was this glowing orb and it said, go to Twitter. So I went to Twitter and I started looking for casting calls because work is boring as a voice actor when all you do is like corporate stuff. And so, mm. yeah, I've been, I've been really wanting to stretch my audio drama wings a bit, mm -hmm. uh, get in, into like doing some actual acting and trying different things. And so, um, yeah, I was just on Twitter checking out casting calls and stuff like that. And I saw one for Pendant Audio for, I think the first one I saw was for the Troilus and Cressida um, mm -hmm. production. And then I saw the Major Machine one shortly after that, or it could be switched around. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I was just like, well, I got a free a little bit of time here. Well, let me just uh, send out some auditions. Okay. And I did. Cool. And then they were like, okay, we like you. So do these things. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> I will do these things. Awesome. So let's talk about Shakespeare first. Okay. So you were in Trinus and Cressida. Yep. And you had two roles. Yeah, it was Nestor and Achilles. Are you, um, do you have a background in Shakespeare or was it? just a matter of circumstance that, hey, we've got a, a Shakespeare audition out and you decided to give that a shot. Oh, I'm not a trained actor. Uh, in fact, I studied music. So uh -huh. I have not actually, this was my first Shakespeare thing. And I was quite honestly, a little bit terrified. Because, um, <laughs> you know, everybody's like, oh, he's the bard. He's so right. <laughs> Yeah. And then in like, yeah, I've been reading a bunch of Shakespeare scripts and like I was watching some productions online and, and like just trying to get my head around who is Shakespeare. And then I remembered uh, something one of my history teachers told me is that, um, yeah, he wrote for like people who'd go to the movies today. And right. I was like, oh, so he was like the J.J. Abrams of his time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just started looking for all the fart jokes and, you know, there we go. <laughs> And there are some that, well, anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> very cool. So um, did you enjoy doing, doing Shakespeare? <laughs> I did. I did. Actually, Nestor was a lot of fun. Uh, what made him fun? Well, the, the brief that I was given was like, he likes to talk a lot. And I was like, ooh, oh, oh. But he also likes the sound of his own voice. It's like, oh, 
that doesn't sound familiar at all. So <laughs> I just, you know, I made him kind of old and weird. And then uh, they, they liked that. And then mm -hmm. I just, you know, every time you talk to somebody close up, he's kind of like chill. He's like, all right. Mwah. And then every time he had to talk to the, the audience, I just imagined like, I don't, did you ever read the Asterix comics as a kid? Um, No. Well, I, I imagined him as, you can Google this later, but I imagined him as kind of like a self-important sort of ridiculous performer Getafix, who was the druid of mm -hmm. the uh, the Gaul clan. And he made like their magic potion. So I just imagined this guy in a robe with a staff and like crazy hair, just like getting up and, and being self-important and talking to everybody. So he's a lot of fun. Nestor never shuts the hell up. Right, which <laughs> means more lines for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which made some of the takes kind of interesting because I'd mess up in the middle and I'm like, God damn it, Nestor. <laughs> Stop talking so much. It's hard. <laughs> we have you as Nestor we, and we have you as Achilles. How did you make yourself distinguished, distinguished between the two and where did you find Achilles' voice from? Well, uh, Achilles was more like the, I was asked to do kind of like a wrestler almost. Mm -hmm. So I, I started thinking like, you know, back in the day, Hulk Hogan, but I wanted to make him sound more like a superhero. Cause he's like the king of all Greek fighter dudes, you know, mm -hmm. except for that damn heel thing. But, um, well, everybody's got yeah. their Achilles heel. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. I keep mine on a chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bony, but you know, it's, it's aged. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So for, for Achilles, one, it's like looking through the script, he goes from kind of lazy and and proud to really angry mm -hmm. once he gets challenged. Mm. And then at the end, it's like the way that he kills, um, oh my gosh, I, what's his name? Hector is so lame. Like he gets all his little dudes. He's like, Myrmidons, go stab him. Get around him and stab him. That's not the voice I did. But... <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, Achilles is also very loud, so I don't want to peek the, the the mics or anything like that. But uh, mm. you know, he's very chesty. He's very, mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, and, and he, he's just he's kind of a jerk. Uh, and he's a small man. It's like he's used to being the best, but then when the first time he gets tested in his first fight against Hector, who lets him live, after that he just becomes small and petty, and and he cheats basically to uh, to win. And you know, mm. he's a jerk. <laughs> so it's kind of easy to keep him and Nestor apart because Nestor, it's like, he's a windbag, but I feel like at the core, Nestor's a good dude, especially the way that he he uh, greeted Hector because he was like fanboying when he first meets Hector. Like when he comes into the tent, he's like, oh my gosh, this guy, have you seen him kill Greeks? He's so good and I'm a Greek and everything, but dang. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, he's a good dude, but... Um, and he, he's pretty brave. Like he 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 uh, threatens to go out and start fighting if nobody else will stand up and protect Grecian honor. Mm. But uh, yeah, he, he's past his prime. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so um, it was a positive experience. Do you think you'll uh, audition for more Shakespeare? Yeah, I think in the future. Um, right now, I'm I'm kind of uh, how to put it. Since I just finished up the Shakespeare thing and like uh, Major Machine is kind of moving along, um, I've been auditioning for other things too. And then, you know, work is kicking up. So 
might be a while before I got time in the schedule, but um, yeah, definitely will in the future because it was uh, it's an interesting change of pace, um, mm. like completely different style of writing and so many double entendres. It's so fun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Mage and Machine, our newest show. Hmm. And you play Mac. the M of Major yeah. Machine. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the M-A. Oh, wait. The, the, uh, I'm the tr Mac truck. <laughs> I'm the tech of the mage. Yes. So what drew you to Major Machine? Uh, I am a big sci-fi buff. And... Um, mm -hmm. It kind of gave me overtones of Battle Angel Alita in terms okay. of like the kind of village or the town, the city that I envisioned when I started reading the description of the show. And um, I always liked the feel of that. Like the, I saw the Japanese animation when it came out in the 90s, and I, I really liked the feel of it. And I was like, ah, oh, so it's like steampunk slash like greater tech plus magic. Well, that could be interesting. So I just uh, I saw that there was. Um, an audition for an older guy because I'm, I'm like in my late thirties and a lot of these uh, audio <laughs> dramas are looking for like 20 year olds. And it's like, right. I can do younger, but it's nice to see a character kind of in my range naturally. So uh, right. yeah, I just thought I'd throw down for it. And just reading some of the lines is like, Oh, this guy's funny. This guy's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the, one of the original, it's like, um, Hey, it's not my fracas. You know? <laughs> And, and like, uh, hey, you, you wanna you wanna make an omelet? You gotta break some eggs. <laughs> it's like, okay, I got, I got, I like this guy. So I just, uh, yeah, I just really wanted to go for it, and it worked out. I think I auditioned like, I sent my audition I think thirty minutes before the close of the uh, the casting call. Uh huh. And I almost didn't do it, so I'm glad I did. Well, you, I've enjoyed Max so far, so yeah, I'm glad you did too. Oh, um, <laughs> did you did you audition for any of the other characters, or did you just do that one, hoping for? Well, when I, when I saw the audition, I think Mac was the only one available, or maybe he was the only one that really spoke to me. I don't I don't remember that there were other characters available at the time for the audition. So there um, was um, Plinio is the character that works with you. Yeah, he's the mechanic. He, he, he fixes his his, his <laughs> were on his lines were on there also. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because I uh, auditioned for that one too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Best damn mechanic that still takes my calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, getting Dan on here. So, so Mac really spoke to you. Yeah, yeah. He's scrappy. He's a little bit irreverent. Not a little. Mm -hmm. He is totally irreverent. And um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Princess Cassia. <laughs> oh my god, I had too much fun um ad-libbing insults against Lady Chanley. <laughs> oh, so you are the type to ad-lib. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. Like uh not on every line, but uh, -huh. uh sometimes I'll read a line and like, you know, I, I do the suggested read it as it's written first. Right. But sometimes I'm just like, yeah, it needs a little something extra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, for example, the um, when Kai. So I think it's the second episode 
uh, I take her to um, the fish restaurant. Right. Um, and she walks in while Plin is repairing me after she teleports us and fries all my right. circuits. And she sees the mark on my chest. And so after I come out and Plin comes out, we sit down and she's eating and I'm drinking coffee. She starts to ask about him. And I, oh my gosh. I think the, the initial line was just like, um, none of your business to teach you food. And I was just, and I went off for like 10 minutes, <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's not saucy enough. I, and it came out to be like, oh, look at that. You got a whole plate of none of your business right in front yep. of you. Shut up That's and eat. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. And yeah, but man, there were so many variations on that. Oh, was, that was too much fun. I remember saying at the end of that, that line, I was like, I think that's enough. I'm going to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how, um that one that one came out that's interesting um so hopefully we get to hear a bunch of that on the uh blooper reel when that comes out oh yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that also the mistakes i make sometimes oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) i think at one point oh yeah i had my heater on in my booth and it's it's like one of those portable radiators Uh and i forgot that i left it on and when it reaches the temperature that it's set for it clicks really loudly Uh and it did that in the middle of a line so i got up and i'm like I left the recording going. I'm like, yes, listen to this wonderful Foley as I go and shut off the radiator. (laughs) (laughs) So there's some fun stuff in there. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're only halfway season. Mm -hmm. So has there been anything thus far being careful of spoilers and all? Yeah. Right. That (laughs) um, you've been really proud of or that has stood out for you. Um, that you've done as Mac or with Mac? Well, I really like the interplay between Mac and Kai, especially mm-hmm. like when they're at the market, like the, uh, the conversations that they have there. I mean, especially since we're recording completely separate and it's being stitched together later, like I've been really mm-hmm. impressed. And this isn't really impressed with myself. This is more like the editing and like uh, also the actress that I'm, I'm acting across of, like, that we've been able to produce stuff that can be just slapped together when we've never even spoken to each other outside of like text on Twitter, you know? So have you and Anjali or I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right. Um, have you two talked and conferred in, in any of that or gone nope. by what's written? Just, just off the script. So they, Anjali oh, Kunapaneni. Awesome. Yes. I listened to the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those guys. I'm like, there's some kind of secret thing. Oh, there's no secret. Well, it's the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's cool that it's it's come out the way it has um, with without you guys having, you know, any collaboration. Hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping to fix that, actually, at some point. Like, I've been meaning to reach out to Anjali and just be like, hey, maybe we could do like, a, I don't know. What do you call it, a table read? Let's do one of those. That'd be fun. And like with the other cast members too, because most of the scenes are between two people I've noticed. There's a few where it gets like three or four, um, mm-hmm. but usually like the the other, there's two main people speaking and then there's mm-hmm. a couple of like incidentals in the room. So um, yeah, it'd be nice if we could all get together for a table read at some point. But then again, time zones being what they are, it's a little tricky, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're all the way out in Korea, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is there anybody in Europe? I don't even know. Like, uh, I don't know where the, the entire cast yes, is coming from. Yes, but not on this show, I think. Well, Lady Chanley, though, she's is is she 
wait, is she actually British or is she just really good at that British accent? I don't know. Uh, Emmeline Tuck. Yes, the mysteries. Well, there are a couple hours that are kind of a sweet that you might be able to work something out. Yeah, because like uh, Europe tends to be seven to eight hours behind me. U.S. Mm -hmm. tends to be 13 to 18 hours behind me, depending on which coast and whether or not it's daylight savings. Because mm -hmm. Korea doesn't do daylight savings time, so it's like right, right now I'm 13 hours ahead, but in the fall I'm 14 hours ahead. Yeah, stuff gets wonky. Yeah. And that's East Coast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> West Coast, what is it, four hours? Um, There's a three-hour difference between um, Eastern and Pacific. Okay, so 16 and 17, yeah. it's 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 a little tricky. Mm -hmm. Making those things work. <laughs> Looking forward to more of you on Major Machine. Yeah, and... I mean, we've already recorded, what, like eight episodes? I think we just finished the eighth episode, so those cool. are coming out. No spoilers, but I cried a little. <laughs> <laughs> Blinky, you're making me cry over here. You're making me cry manly tears of oil as a machine. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you do voiceover work and are wanting to do more voice acting can you how did you get into the the whole voiceover thing well uh when i came to korea the initial plan was teach english for a year and a half then move into music and if i could try voice acting mm -hmm. and so um after i made the, the switch to music uh, i started realizing that nobody likes to pay musicians which is kind of tough when you got rent so mm -hmm. i started looking for other work and I found uh, an ad from an agent in Korea for voice work. Mm -hmm. So I, I reached out to him and I went in for an audition and I guess I did decent because uh, I had my first voice acting job the next day. And then awesome. um, from there, like the first couple of years, I said yes to everything that was offered. And so it went from like maybe like two or three jobs a month to 10 to 15 jobs a month after like two years. And then it got to the point where working with the agencies, I was working, it felt like a full-time job. Mm -hmm. um, but the agents are not so awesome over here. They take a lot of money out of the, out of the pot there. So um, anywhere from, like for education work, they might take like 20%, but for commercial work, they would take sometimes like 90%. So, um, wow. yeah. So about my third or fourth year, I broke from all the agencies and um, I had enough contacts and reputation to continue on my own freelance. And that's how I've been since then. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a job. It pays the bills. It's a thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I would do anything from like um, education work to corporate presentations to commercial campaigns radio stuff, video games, uh, animation dubbing, live action dubbing, like that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty interesting career, I gotta say, especially considering I didn't expect it to happen. <laughs> Very cool. And now you're looking at more acting than just the, the rote reading? Yeah, and also um, I'm looking, like ultimate goal is to get more into multimedia production. So um, also, as I'm taking part in these these audio dramas and like auditioning and and like conversing with casting agents and and the directors and other cast members and stuff like that, I'm learning how audio dramas work mm -hmm. from like writing the script to production to release and all that stuff. So, um, 
my hope is that in the next like five years or so, mm-hmm. I can start producing more like producing content in general, producing audio dramas and um, not just be an actor, but also like, you know, the person who like makes the things happen. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's 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 a dream because because um, <laughs> I mean, my if I have a conspiracy theory about voice acting, it is uh, like the future of the industry. There's two things that worry me. Um, one mm-hmm. is that more and more A-list Hollywood types are realizing mm-hmm. that voice acting is really easy compared to being on set and filming for months. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're pushing more into the jobs that uh, would traditionally be done by straight voice actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, by straight, I don't mean sexual orientation. <laughs> right. I mean, um, like just people who do voice acting only as a living. And right. so with their also, also with their popularity, a lot of them are cleaning up on commercial work and stuff like that. So that's one pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of it is that there are more and more people able to get into voice acting. And so the lower end of the market is also pushing up and squeezing things. But the thing that's got me really worried is, um, so I, I mentioned my backgrounds in music and I was in college in the 90s, like uh, 1999, 2003. And that was when they first started sampling orchestras for like orchestral sample packs and stuff for music and things. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it wasn't, you could tell the difference immediately, whether you were a trained musician or a layperson, you could tell the difference between right. um, a canned orchestra and, and the real deal. But, um, and for myself though, like I, I watch a lot of movies when I got the time and it's getting harder and harder to tell when they're using a canned orchestra um and so like the the technology and the the way you can manipulate sampled orchestras and musical instruments and stuff has gotten to the point where it is very close to the real thing um and so Mm -hmm. my concern is that this has begun to happen for vocal samples um maybe like five years ago like the the first real breakthrough i think was like the vocaloid stuff which you know nobody will ever mistake for being a, a human being but um, some of the synthesized voices I've heard and, and the ways that you can edit them, they're getting close. Like, I think within the next five years, that could be a viable alternative for low-budget narrative work. And so, mm-hmm. like, I don't think acting will be impacted by this too much, but I, I do fear for, like, explainer videos, um, basic mm-hmm. commercials, like, basic corporate narration, educational content even, like, these kind of things. Um, clients that want to save that extra buck will, I think, use a canned voice rather than a real voice. And so that's going to cut into a lot of bread and butter. So Mm. I I think the only way to really combat that is to get into content production to produce stuff that needs actors, like dubbing and uh, like audio dramas and this and that and the other. And with the popularity of podcasts, I feel like maybe that's a, a viable branch for the future. So that's what I'm aiming for 10 years later. I finished my answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's really interesting. As I've been watching um, stuff on Disney Plus and, and Netflix, um, as the credits roll, um, especially on Disney, if you watch like The Mandalorian or uh, Rebels or you know, mm-hmm. there's a Star Wars scene here, <laughs> you get through the credits and then there are like six additional groups of credits for the the voiceover um dubbing work 
yeah that was done for like other countries so there's a lot of that yeah that's a new thing that they've been crediting that way in fact on imdb um technically you're not supposed to be able to get credited as somebody who dubbed an existing work mm. which is frustrating <laughs> uh, yeah i mean if if it's not a just a dub but it's actually doing the acting again just in a different mm. language then it would make sense that you should get credited if you've if a spanish or finnish or german or french or whatever is being done is mm -hmm. being is doing that episode especially with like the mandalorian where he, his helmet's on you don't see his lips moving yeah 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 you, even with animation sometimes it's it's difficult to see the maybe the difference in the speech yeah i mean especially if you're looking at japanese movements. animation yeah because japanese animation they tend to go with just the like open and closed flaps like if you look at right. pokemon or even like mm -hmm. studio ghibli and stuff like that but for a lot of um i've noticed for a lot of korean animation they go for those mouth shapes which mm -hmm. is Real difficult for dubbing, I gotta say, especially when the uh, translator doesn't realize you gotta match the flaps and not just the the flaps, but also mm -hmm. like the mouth shapes. So like when they're going ah, you have to go ah too. You mm -hmm. can't go while they're going ah because that right. just doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of editing on the fly, I gotta say. I wonder if there will be a um, a move to having different animations for. Um, the facial expressions and mouth shapes for the different uh, languages. Yeah, I think that would be possible for like flash based animation shows, but um, for 3D renders and stuff like that, like uh, I think that would be a lot to ask a studio to because like then you because you have to reshape the mouth and redo the lighting, re-render the entire scene, basically. So I'm not sure for 3D renders that would be possible. But yeah, for like flash, also hand-drawn, I don't think that's going to happen because no, you have to have no. somebody sit there and, and re-hand-draw all the mouths. Oh, that would be terrible. Would be <laughs> very difficult. Not to mention like uh, for some languages, like uh, you can say, like something you might say in English might be twice as long as something you might say in Korean to get the same exact right. idea across or vice right. versa. So it's like, then they have to redraw the whole scene too. And that's, that's no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a nice dream but no i don't think it's happened those poor animators they worked hard enough <laughs> so i i have to bring this up because hell, you mentioned it so you do music yeah 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 well i did <laughs> i mean i still play on occasion but uh, uh -huh. I, I'm, I'm i wouldn't call myself a professional musician at this point what do you play double bass uh-huh. And electric bass and pedals, uh -huh. and, and I sing sometimes. <laughs> oh, so we have a double threat. Something like that. I need to practice more. More like a double double vagary at this point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had some, some shows where music has come into play. Um, mm -hmm. If you go back to um, Shakespeare, um, we did Twelfth Night as a 1920s uh, jazz rendering yeah. and um, we've had some other uh, fun music episodes um, throughout the years 
So if there was music involved on a, on a show, would that be something you'd want to do? Yeah, I can do that. It's not a problem. I got the setup for it, so I, I can record in my studio. And uh, yeah, if you need stand-up, you need electric. Like I said, I got toys. <laughs> I've got a guitar lying around here. Uh, I, play, I pick it up on occasion, but I'm, again, not a great guitarist, but eh, strum some notes. <laughs> um, so now um, I'd like us to move into bullet questions. And this is All right. you know, first thing real fast. Ready? Lightning round. Lightning round. Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, episode four. Favorite Star Trek movie? Uh, Star Trek two. Con! <laughs> Favorite Muppet? Oh, Fozzie Bear. Waka, waka, waka! Something that you really enjoy in Korea that you couldn't get here in the States. Healthcare! <laughs> <clears throat> okay i think we're gonna leave it there <laughs> and sorry um, sorry it's nah. true though <laughs> no no all good <laughs> so garen i want to thank you for taking the time i know it's late for you it's um day daylight time for me um, yeah, yeah well, it's just 11 o'clock it's not too late <laughs> it's only 11 p.m come on this is when we start the whiskey <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to to do uh, Twip today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. It's been it's been fun. Can people find you on the interwebs? They can. I don't know if they wanna, but uh, I'm on okay. Twitter. I'm on Twitter at the underscore Garen. Mm -hmm. uh, fair warning: I'm a very angry political person because things are very angry. What? And yeah, 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 I know. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. But if you like Trump, you might get upset. I'm just gonna say that. Okay. <laughs> and uh yeah I, I, there's a an organization i co-founded for voice actors in korea called ivtk mm -hmm. and the website there's ivtk.org and you can even find my profile on there uh you know when you when you go to that website you'll see a bunch of pictures and, and with names under them even wow and you can find mine and cool. a bunch of other people that i work with here in seoul excellent and uh i think that's about it like I'm on Instagram, but I don't really post on Instagram anymore. And it's the same thing, the underscore Garen. Uh, yeah. I got cool. a lot of pretty pictures up there, though. So you can check them out if you want. If you need some, like, escapism from the uh, COVID-19 hellscape, <laughs> there's nice pictures in there. Or so I've been told. Cool. All right. Well. Awesome. Yeah. It's the awkward goodbye phase. Awkward. <laughs> Are we going to walk out to the elevator now and take the elevator down and say goodbye and be like, hey, bye. <laughs> oh, God, that. we're in the elevator and we're on the top floor and everybody's getting on every floor. I don't have that sophisticated setup here. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't have an elevator either, so it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> people, can, <laughs> people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six. And once again, Garen, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. Kick, 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 huh? It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview, it's over. Coming out Wednesday, May 6th, Kingery, Season 10, Episode 12. The finale! Wow! Season finale. 
Well, yes. Still coming back for season 11. Oh, crap. I, you got to specify the finale. You're right. I, that would have been... T- oh, my God. That would have yeah. been a crazy thing. Season like, finale. Okay. Season 10 Only finale. season. Season finale. I hope we don't live to regret this. I hope we live. Next time on The Kingery. <laughs> well, Gib, this is certainly more entertaining than moping in a hotel room, no? Hopefully this doesn't end the same way you wanted that to, Miss Chosette. Also, I'm going to need you to double my payment, because this is ludicrous. How can there possibly be this many wrestler gangs? It seems quite improbable. Maybe we should tell them. It might change their mind. You volunteering, Hippie? If we coordinate our attacks, we might be able to- No. We stick with the plan. Major Kalok Tithia Hooks Socks, you're with me. Everyone else defend the perimeter and buy us some time. I love seeing you back in charge. But don't you dare die on me. Wouldn't dream of it. Only at PendantAudio.com. Welcome back to the Kingery, kid. Coming out Wednesday, May 13th, Troilus and Cressida, Act 4, Part 1, The Pendant Shakespeare. See who? Who is out there? It is Captain Aeneas! Prince there in person. Had I so good occasion to lie long as you, Prince Paris, nothing but heavenly business should rob my bedmate my company. That's my mind too. Good morrow, Captain Aeneas. A valiant Greek, Aeneas. Witness the process of your speech wherein you told how Diomed a whole week by days did haunt you in the field. Health to you, valiant sir, during all question of the gentle truce. But when I meet you armed, as black defiance as heart can think or courage execute. Coming out Wednesday, May 20th, Mage and Machine, Episode 5. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the shop's closed. Come back tomorrow. Clean, come on. Oh. What are you? Yeah, nothing. Nothing, nothing. Everything's fine. <laughs> Mac? You've been watching the news? No, I've been busy. Why? Oh, no reason. Definitely nothing happened over by the market. So, uh, the kid needs to lie low here for a while. No. Still things die down a little. Ha, funny you should say die. Mac, if it's gonna cause him trouble... It is. Okay, listen. There was a bit of a... thing. At the market. Yeah, thing with uh, a bit of a crash and kind of a magical boom and, uh... Two of Chanley's apprentices. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! <laughs> That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. I do 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 do. I do 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 Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to save that Are little clip. Are you? I'm going to start putting it at the end. Oh, no. Of every episode. Oh, no. <laughs> You've given me such a gift. 
I wasn't thinking. This will teach you to speak with the microphones on. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe that's what it you're will. supposed to do, but. Maybe it will teach me something. No. No, it probably won't. No. No. Didn't even really need to take time to think about that. I guess that's true. Yeah, okay. Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash groups slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Pendant Audio, the Twitter at Pendant Web. We are on Tumblr. Uh, it's PendantProductions.tumblr.com. I messed myself up. I think so. Or is it <laughs> PendantAudio.tumblr.com? It's one of those two. Check it out and see. I think it's probably the audio. How many? I've said this, like, we're on episode 120. And you would think that I had listened to you Or that each I time. would know what I say. But it's no, such routine. I don't, I don't even... Okay. <laughs> we're also on YouTube at Pendant Productions, and you can stop by the Discord linked to from the main page at PendantAudio.com and come say hello and have a chat with us all. Sure. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges, I guess, if I even know that anymore. Don't remember anything. Thanks for listening. That that annoyed anger was at myself. Not, I know. Not at I know. Else. I, I just know. wanted to clear that up. It's just a little pandemic brain. I say it every time, and then I can't remember what I want to. What even do I say it if I don't think about it? I know. Brains, it's man. It's like a reciting thing that's a different part of your brain than actual remembering. Yes. Yeah. Oh. What? I hope no one famous listens to this. <laughs> What? What if they did? Famous? And they were like... Why do you care if a famous person listens to this? Because. So they'll hire us? Oh, hi, hi famous person. Please hire us what? if you're listening. You don't have to be famous to hire us. Well, okay. Well off? Why are we still well talking? Off. I don't Let's know. just end the damn episode. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>Twip is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.